0: Amen. Here we are again on another Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. All right. Tonight, um, for those of you that will be following on Spotify, listening to uh, this message and this service, it'll be under the title Church, and it'll be podcast number 31. Podcast number 31. For the rest of us, amen. Amen. Uh, that stick to YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch this on YouTube, it'll be posted under there, and you'll be able to get to see it. Under the title, amen, today, uh, the 2nd of March, so it'll be 3 Come on, somebody. 3-2-22. And uh, the title tonight is Don't Act, Behave. Don't Act, Behave. So we're going to talk about a subject tonight, amen, and it's going to transition, amen, because the greatest foundation uh, in today's discussion or in today's sermon for those that are on YouTube, for those that are on Spotify, uh, this podcast, this discussion, this topic is probably a topic that you and I can not only relate to today as adults, but even in aspects in the area of our lives as children. When our parents would tell us to behave or even do not act up. And so these were two terms, right? Don't act bad, behave good, don't act up, behave rightly. And so today we're going to look at that topic, Christian behavior. Christian behavior, amen? And so in talking with that, amen, we can then begin to... uh, Evaluate a lot of the things that are going on in our society today, a lot of things that are going on in our world today. You know, we could hear others speak and how they speak and begin to even kind of disseminate their motive or their intentions behind what they're saying. Uh, no different than when we see a state of the nation or a union address uh, from our politicians, amen, on how we're doing as a nation. Uh, to the local social media platforms or news syndicate on what's going on and what's not going on and all these things amen no different than us as parents when we talk to our children or husbands when you talk to your wives or wives vice versa amen and also as well as in the church and so today we're going to talk about it and my uh, uh, agenda or my uh, motive amen that I'm trying to get across to you as a church, amen, tonight and every, every time we get together is how do we grow? How do we grow more in God? How do we grow more in Jesus Christ? And how in that growth do we go more? Go, G-A-O, G-A-O, <laughs> go, not G-A-O, go, go amen. How do we go more? I want you to think about that for just a second. If this was a panel, amen, we'd probably have maybe one or two more people sitting down right now. We'd be talking and discussing this. And we could talk about what's the difference between ACT, ACT, ACT and the difference between behave or behavior. And so when we think about that, amen, I want to give you two definitions that are sometimes, uh, I don't know, I would say more common. In the area where people have asked us, what is the difference between act and behave? It has been discussed many times that uh, while it's um, not an absolute distinction between the two, act generally refers to the action itself. Act generally refers to the action itself, which can, and more often, is apart from any sort of cause or value. So when you're told, act right, it's normally referring to what you're doing at that moment. In other words, it could be even a kind way of saying, just be quiet for a second, or just stop what you're doing for a minute, because it deals with generally referring to the action itself, the one thing or the main thing that is being done at that moment it is generally referring to the action itself. And it is often apart from any sort of cause or value. It is apart from any type of judgment. Amen. And so when you then get into the word behave or behavior behavior. Of ten implies, amen. It often implies that there is a reason. Okay, so when you switch from the act, which is uh, uh, the referring generally to the action itself, what's being done at the moment, and is always normally part apart from any sort of of cause, any sort of value, any sort of judgment, when you get into behave or behavior, it often implies. That in that action, that there is a reason or a purpose or a value associated with an action. So an act, amen, is you know generally referring to uh, the action or the, th- the thing being done at that moment. And it's normally apart from any cause, value, or any type of judgment. And on the other hand, behavior tends to be, amen, something that is often amen, Uh, implies that there's a, a, a reason for it a purpose for it amen a value associated with the action that you are behaving in the verb difference between act and behave is that act is doing something while behave your or the label of behave is to conduct oneself well amen so the act is doing something well, the behavior or behave is a label, which is to conduct oneself well, so act is uh, uh, doing something, and behaving is being something, for lack of better definitions of those two definitions. Now, I say that to you this, uh, uh, today, this service, amen, in this podcast, because when we think about that, amen, we can then easily and so quickly begin to evaluate The things that are going on around us. The things that are going on around us. Amen. I'm going to. Looks like I'm going to have some issues with. I wonder if it's because I have it open in two places. Okay, give me one second. I noticed that sometimes I have uh, uh, my devices that uh, coin or work together systematically with each other. And, um, oh man, okay, give me one second, I just disconnected myself from the Zoom. Okay, apologize about that. Sorry. Okay. Man, sometimes this this doesn't want to work. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. For some reason, the devil is in the devices, and it just does not want to work for me tonight. And for some reason, it's just my tablet. Okay, when we talk about Christian behavior, we're talking about the behavior of those who have been uh, who do those who have accepted uh, by faith Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So tonight, I know we're we're talking a little bit about um, the difference between acting and the difference between behaving, and giving you just that definition. So tonight, I want to talk about the biblical. Uh, exampleship that is given to you and I on how we are to behave as Christians or Christian behavior. And why is that? Because I'm going to show you how this is tied into what we're segwaying out of in February in the topic of love. Amen. Because we see this is articulated, amen, by Jesus' own exampleship and Jesus' own behavior and Jesus' own commission to you and I to be like him, to to serve and to strive like Christ. Amen. So when we talk about Christian behavior, we're talking about the behavior of those who in faith and by faith, or rather through faith, have accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. Now you got to catch that. Amen. Right there, we could stop and say that if you're trying to get someone who is not saved, who has not accepted Jesus Christ in faith as their Lord and Savior, then this does not apply to them. Because we all live by the the motions and by the motivations and by the dictation of our flesh. Let me say that again. If you're trying to hold someone who is saved by faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, yes, then you and I can hold one another accountable And we can hold one another up to the standard of our behavior as a Christian. But if one is not saved by faith or through faith in Jesus Christ, as Christ as their Savior, as Christ as their Savior, then this does not apply to them. Because in humanity, we operate by our carnality, our flesh. In other words, by our emotions, how I'm feeling, how you make me feel, I respond to that. Amen. By our mind, the things that I have my minds affixiated on. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday, uh, about keeping our mind on the things of Christ. Amen. Thinking uh, out, not out of this world. Amen. But not affixiating our thought just on the things within this world, because we got a greater purpose and a greater cause in our lives and which is God's ultimate plan for you and I is to enter the kingdom of eternity for e- forever. Amen. The kingdom of eternity forever. And so when we think about this, if you're trying, and this could be a lot of our frustration, if you're trying to deal in society today, like I can listen to uh, politicians on, on the podium. I can listen to our, even our very president uh, making a, a speech. Amen. And then I know what I can hold him accountable to, because there is a difference between one claiming, come on, and one actually being. In other words, amen, if you ever grew up, amen, uh, in, 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 in areas of your life where it could be, you know, a baseball team. Uh, it could be whether you grew up, amen, like in my environment, amen, in a city where there's uh, gangs and you, uh, you grow into those uh, 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 family bonds within g- gangs or maybe there's a club. Uh, There, you know, car club, a a, a dance club, uh, um, you know, whatever it could be, man, whatever makes uh, that circle of friendship and family, man. And then what what I'm referencing that is because there are times where people claim to be part of those things. And I'm not just talking about criminally. Amen. I'm just talking about even chess clubs or football teams and so forth and so on. So there's people that go around and say, hey, I'm on the football team, but they don't go to practice. Uh, they, they've they not gone through, uh, they say football, amen, how came amen, to pay their dues, amen, so forth and so on. Uh, even like in the military, man, we have these things called stolen Valerie, man, where people wear a uniform and act as though they were part of the military when they've never been part of the military. And so they're, uh, they're, they're, they're just spoken uh, terms of, of membership, if I could just say that. And so we have that, whether it's a gang, people hang around a gang, they never got jumped in. Never done nothing criminal, but they'll say uh, or they'll claim, amen, that they're part of that neighborhood or that gang and so forth and so on in everything that we have, amen. Well, that happens also in Christianity. There are many that come in and say, hey, I'm a Christian, uh, but there's a behavior, amen. There's a, a, an action, amen, in our lives, amen, that we've been reading through. One of the things that we learned in the month of February was that, that the evidence is in love. Love is the evidence. Love is the evidence. That not only are you a bona fide Christian, in other words, saved by grace, amen, and, and, and in faith, amen, you have proclaimed and received and accepted, uh, amen, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because then the next step, amen, in our relationship, amen, with others as with ourselves, our last uh, 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 series in that uh, on Sunday was, amen, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so we see that love is the evidence. Jesus said it himself, amen. By this, they will know you are my disciples. By this, they will know you are this, my disciples. And what was that? The way that you love. That you love your neighbors, that you love your enemies, that you bless those uh, who curse you. Amen. And we're going to look at it a little bit because that ties in today. Amen. Because it also builds on the foundation of the love that we see in Jesus Christ. Amen. So it is uh, by those, amen, that behavior that we're talking about right now. It is of those who have accepted by faith, Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, and thus are indwelt, amen, indwelt, amen. I want you to think about that word, indwelt, it's embedded, amen, it is in, it's like part of the woodwork, it's part of the, the wallpaper, amen, uh, in your heart, in your life, amen, in everything that you do, amen, uh, that, that they, and thus they are, you and I are, those that are saved, By faith and make Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. We have that embedded uh, in our heart, in our spirit, with Jesus and through Jesus, his Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. And that's how you and I can therefore behave, not just act, amen. We'll tell our kids, act right. So it's what they're doing is wrong at that moment. So you tell your kid, act right. So stop what you're doing and change it up to do something totally different than that. And then that will be right. But it doesn't mean that there's a value in that kid of understanding or or one of our children understanding why you're stopping their behavior. So today as an adult, amen, we can still be referred to that. We could have a boss that tells us, amen, act right. We could have an overseer in the church as a leader, as a deacon, as an elder, or even your pastor, amen, tell you, hey, man, you need to act right. That's not acting right. So By doing that, we're just talking to them about the one thing we're doing, that one thing that they're doing. So when you address people that are not saved by faith, that do not have the indwelt, amen, within themselves, amen, God's spirit through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, amen, we're just talking to them about their action at that moment. And this does not, Christian behavior does not refer to that, that type of uh, 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 individual because they're not operating by the conviction and through the order or, 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 or should I say the authority of the Holy Spirit in their life when we because not all of us and I would say just about every single one of us amen weren't just born saved I was not born saved amen I was introduced amen into my faith by being taught the word of God amen So there are parts in our lives, amen, that we maybe lived out of salvation, lived out of God, lived out of Christ. And in that, amen, uh, we found ourselves, amen, what? Being operational or being empowered or or dictated, amen, by the spirit of our flesh, our carnality, amen, our our, our desire to fulfill our own needs, our own wants and what we were feeling. And what we were desiring. Can I get an amen? And so that flesh, amen, whether it was to act out in violence or maybe to indulge, amen, into the delicacies of society, whether it's drinking and sex and uh, partying and rock and roll and all these other things. Can you get my drift? Amen. But when we get saved, amen, now the Spirit of God is supposed to be and ought to be and is there for to be, amen, your conviction and your guidance. Amen. And so in Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 9, the Bible says this. And I'm going to read this out of the ESV. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 says, you, however. See, I want you to understand this. Paul begins to segregate you and understand why he writes and speaks the way he does. You, comma, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him, meaning Christ. Amen. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So we know, therefore, if we don't have the spirit of God or the the Holy Spirit in, in us, amen, then we don't belong to Jesus. We still belong to ourselves. And therefore... We still belong into the kingdom of darkness, which means the enemy, the kingdom of the devil, amen, in our flesh and our desires, and which therefore will give us what Jesus came to not give us. And that is, the wages of our sin equal death. But Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you and I could be saved from our sins, and therefore death is not the wage because of ransom of the cross of Calvary has been paid for you and I. So when we look at Romans 8, 9, the Bible says, amen, uh, you, however. So we see Paul, amen, sing, sing, singling us out, amen. And what I mean by us, amen, not that we're special, but that we are of another group of humans. And what that is, amen, is that we've given our lives through faith in our salvation through Jesus Christ, and we've made Christ our Lord and Savior. Can I get an amen on that. Making it possible, amen, for you and I. See, the Holy Spirit is making it possible for you and I to serve God. It makes it possible. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to worship. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to pray. The Holy Spirit uh, uh, makes it possible for us to read the word of God. And even more than that, just reading. The Holy Spirit uh, provides, amen, and makes it possible for us to understand what the word of God, because its spirit is saying, and that's why uh, 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 John the ba- uh, John the Beloved would say in, Re- uh, in the Book of Revelation, "He who has ear, let him hear." Amen. And this was Jesus is talking as he penned this. Amen, and it's written in red. He without he he with ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. Amen. So the Holy Spirit makes it possible. For us to hear God, understand God, and everything else, examples of Christian behavior are wo- woven throughout Scripture. Amen. It is embedded throughout every point and every aspect of Scripture. Amen. Indeed, our Savior Himself, Jesus Christ, we uh, as I said earlier, He's he, He's an example of this because He spoke at length about the way we are to behave towards others, and we just got through a whole series in this month of February and all dealing on the aspect of love, on the aspect and the foundation of love. Amen. So he has taught us, he has spoken to us. We've got the scripture that that refers us to uh, how our, our behavior is and how our behavior ought to be towards others. Not how we act towards others because I want you to understand that. That's why I gave you that in the beginning because to act one way towards others. It's just to deal with what, what you're doing at that moment. Amen. Maybe you're yelling at somebody and you say, well, I'm going to act right. I'm going to act nice. There's no value in you stopping your yelling at that person. I was just, you know, breaking bread this afternoon. And I was talking about how, you know, in every aspect of our lives, amen, that, that there, you know, man, when we go through things in life, amen, others will say, I'm, I, I act like this, I, I, I behave like this, and that's just the way I am. No, it's, it, you're like that because you don't have indwelt in you the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's no other way. When you say, I'm having a hard, difficult time, uh, stop, you know, smoking, stop drinking, stop, you know, uh, sleeping, you know, having sex before marriage and all these other things. The reality is, it's not that it's hard. It's impossible because we're living outside the spirit of God. So how can we behave like Christian? How can we have as an oracle of our lives? christian behavior so that's a good question something for us to talk about on a regular basis amen especially for our women to get together amen together this is going to be a good topic amen for sister penny to maybe open up with you guys amen because uh, i know definitely this is a great this is a great topic amen for brother hyman to open up with the men in the area of how do we behave like christians or as christians how can we behave better or godly or like Jesus Christ? Come on, somebody. Without the Holy Spirit, it's impossible. That's why we'll say, it's hard for me. It's not hard. The Holy Spirit makes it possible. And Jesus gives us in length how we are to behave towards others. Now, I want you to say, not act, because it's just the thing that we're doing at that moment. And act is that thing that we do, particularly referring to the, the, the actual Action at the moment, but normally without any value. Out any reason. Come on, somebody. Out any value, out any reason, and without judgment. But to behave. Jesus gives us the understanding of how to behave towards others. How to behave towards friends. How to behave towards our enemies. It's a behavior. Which, therefore, is how we are to uh, 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 operate amen and it does have a value it, there's normally a reason and a purpose and a value behind that behavior and for us not like it were something elite or something better than anybody else no but for us who are saved through faith and have accepted jesus christ as our lord and savior and has placed him as lord over our lives for us it's more than that because the, because the life that Jesus lived accentuated by his love. It was accentuated by his love and his compassion for the lost. And it provides, amen, the, the consummating, consummating exampleship, amen, of what Christian behavior should look like. Jesus broke bread with sinners. He broke Bread and fellowship in the house with tax collectors, amen. He spoke, amen, uh, to a woman, amen. He didn't hang out with that woman, he didn't, he didn't become friends with that woman. He, he spoke to a woman at the well, wow, amen, who had uh, multiple husbands that were not her husbands. Come on, somebody, but he then became not her friend, but he became her savior because she repented and acknowledged what he was saying that should have been truth, because in those times, you got to catch this, in the biblical times of Luke, amen, and, and we're going to look at that scripture uh, just shortly and very relatively quickly, amen, in Luke chapter 23, amen, Jesus begins to speak to this woman, and he begins to, you know, she said, My, I, I'm, first and foremost, she was going to this well at an off hour of the time, so Jesus obviously knew something was up, because the normal women that were husband, had husbands would come at the, the peak of morning, amen, where they'd come and you know, basically have their coffee and hang out, amen. And she was coming in the after hours when all the regular wives would be back at their house at that time. So he knew something was up. And he knew at that time of biblical, uh, the biblical time of his uh, earthly ministry, that uh, if you were caught in adultery or fornication, you would get stoned. It's not like today where we can you know have three girlfriends come on. Two boyfriends, a Sancho. Come on, a, a sugar daddy. Come on, and 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 get away with it because we're not going to be judged by God. And people around you may even look like uh, look at you and say, "Hey, it's okay as long as you're having fun and nobody gets hurt." That's how society is today. Try to talk to those individuals who condone condone these type of behaviors. They're, they're, you try to speak to them about Christian behavior, it's not going to go anywhere. Come on, somebody, and that's a good point for you and I today because. When, when we are called by God to, to, to have the example, the example of Jesus' love for the lost and compassion for the lost, then we understand how to approach the loss. We can't talk spiritual about uh, the things of the word of God because they're not operating in the Holy Spirit. Come on. So that's why Jesus loved them. She responded when he said, go get your husband. And she said, man, the, 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 the man I'm with right now is not my husband. I know I'm in sin. This guy's probably going to pick up a rock and hit me. Because I'm a Samaritan, he's a Jew, he's the chosen people of God, and instead of Jesus picking up a rock and stoning her, he said, you said right, and all the ones before this one were not your husband. So he, con- he, 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 he confirms, amen, because of her heart, her heart was honest. Now, I want you to understand this, because she then becomes, amen, an evangelist, because after that, you can study uh, Luke chapter 23, amen, and you could see where she goes and runs. And does exactly what Jesus tells her to do. And she goes back and tells all these men. I want you to see this. That's why people come to me and say, you know, um, would I ever go back to my old neighborhood? Could I go back to the people that I used to like to hang out with? Uh, in the environments that I used to hang around with and, and I, I have a heart for them? Yes, there will be a time when you can go back, amen, and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. But you have to be found in yourself. That's why Christian behavior is so important. Come on, somebody. That's why Christian behavior is so important. Amen. See, Christians are God's workmanship. Christians are God's workmanship. Love defines us as beyond that workmanship as a operating force for the kingdom of God. Christians are God's workmanship. We're, we're created by uh, a God. Amen. And we're saved as new creations in Jesus Christ. Amen. To do good works to do good works. And then when we do those works, amen and do them in love as we just learned this month, then the love is the evidence that we are His disciples. We are His disciples. Amen. So this might for some be say, well we are we going back? yeah, we're going back a little bit before a lot of the series that we did in February because now that you understand the, the behavior uh, of love, amen and the action and the outcome of love, Why is that important? Because you became a Christian first before you became a disciple. In other words, amen, you have to become a Christian first before you ever shall become a disciple. So when we look at this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says this for we are his workmanship. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, ESV. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. Yes, God prepared it beforehand. He prepared your life. He prepared the process of your life and the order of your life. Come on, somebody. And so we know that we are uh, 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 created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And these last four words, to do good works, in what she says, is the epitomize of the behavior that glorifies God. Amen? It's the epitomize or the epitome, amen, of, of, of our behavior that glorifies God. That glorifies God, You got to understand this, that our behavior is either glorifying God or de-glorifying God. Come on, somebody. Just like our behavior, amen, is either honoring our parents or dishonoring our parents and so forth and so on. When you're a representative of your company that you work for, amen, or the school that you attend or the school, amen, that you represent, amen, it is either for an honor or for a dishonor, amen? And this is the behavior that glorifies God and makes Jesus real, to others that makes Jesus real Jesus Christ real to others and so that's why in the simplicity for those who do not operate as Christians who have not accepted Jesus Christ through faith amen and in faith and has made Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior amen when you share amen the workmanship that you used to be to who you are today and you do good works amen through the Holy Spirit for the glorification of God And that to to bring the evidence that you are created in Christ Jesus, amen, to behave like a Christian that gives God the glory, this makes Jesus Christ real to those who do not know him. Come on, somebody. It makes Jesus real to the lost. Granted that there are obstacles in our lives daily. There are obstacles in our lives daily that can encumber our minds and hinder our spiritual progress, but only if we let them. We cannot let these things of the world in our daily lives, amen, to encumber us, amen. I think that, uh, uh, you know, I can share this, amen, in honesty, amen, for an aspect of this message or this series, amen, uh, it, it is often that I, I, I have a lot of thought on this, that this is probably one of the greatest challenges, amen, that I see the defeat, amen, of God's elect, amen, and God's chosen people, where the enemy comes in and allows the, God's people to be encumbered, amen, to start drowning under the daily, uh, alive, uh, uh, lively things, the obstacles of daily life, amen, work is an obstacle, amen, it's actually a curse, amen, God didn't want us to labor from sunup to sundown, amen, as so it was the curse upon Adam, amen, and I want you to understand this, amen, because every day, this is what we do, every day, and for some of us, we find honor in that, amen, for some of us, some of us, you know, some people just don't work, I don't want to get into the word lazy or anything, but there's no honor in and, and going to work amen there's other ways that they'll make money. We know that there's a, a criminal aspect to everything that's out there in the world today. I was just looking at a, a, a shooting at a Walmart locally amen this morning amen where uh, fraud was being done by uh, a fraudulent receipts and they're grabbing expensive high-end computer uh, electronics amen and the computer electronics. you know not to go into the whole story, but the individual was shot amen because the individual had a gun. They didn't, even, they didn't even wait, but they saw the gun and said, shoot him, and they shot him. He, he survived, but, but, but get my point? There's a criminal aspect into uh, rather than uh, finding honor in work, amen? And so I want you to understand this, amen? God has given us a greater plan, a greater plan, a greater aspect, amen? And we cannot let the obstacles of daily life encumber us, amen? In other words, amen, you may have set out today to go to church. You may have sat, set out today, amen, to do something for God's glory, amen. You may have had it in your mind, amen, uh, to come to church, amen, or to be in the fellowship, amen. But then it happened. Turn around and tell your neighbor. Then it happened, amen. You were encumbered or encumbersome by the obstacles of your daily life, and it hinders our spiritual progress. It hinders our spiritual progress. I was saying this with God's response team, amen, on Sunday, amen, that many times, amen, we want to do these great things, and we want to see these great things take place, but sometimes the foundations are needed first. We have Sunday morning service. Uh, uh, we, we do uh, uh, the third and the fourth, amen, and sometimes depending on the month, the fifth Sunday of the month, we will gather, amen, with a meal, amen, and uh, the Sundays that normally are are the first or second, amen, we've had, a a, a last Sunday, amen, we had some shepherd's pie, and there wasn't enough, amen, for the meal uh, and the afternoon, but it was the first Sunday of the month, come on, somebody, and then normally we have leftovers, like when we had the barbecue, there was tons of food left over, and maybe three to four plates went out to bless those in need, come on, somebody. Well, we have Sunday morning, we have Sunday night, we have Wednesdays. And there's never a given Friday that I'm not available, amen, to have a Bible study, to be together. So I was sharing with God's response team. And we got to pray that people get the foundation down uh, in many aspects of our lives, amen? Come on, somebody. But normally those things are not happening because we are allowing the obstacles of daily life to encumber us. To overwhelm us, and then hinder our spiritual growth. We are God's workmanship, and in it and it, it's the uh, it epitomizes the behavior that glorifies God through our actions, and makes Christ real to the lost. Amen. Being able to be faithful shows others, Amen, that God is real, because the Holy Spirit can allow us. Amen. I was like a bumper car today. I had set out today, Amen, and. And all of a sudden, one phone call, just one phone call, set it all down a different course today. One unexpected phone call that was not pre-organized, amen. It was a last-minute request, amen. But thank God we operate, amen. Joshua and I, amen, we operate with a, with a pretty good margin, amen. And we were able to bounce through and recover. Can you say amen? Now, I didn't shave today, amen, because I ran to the very last minute uh, with everything else that needed to be done. And so who cares about the shaving, amen? I'm not falling apart inwardly in my heart or my relationship with God. And we are having church tonight. Can you say amen? So it, it, we can't allow, amen, these, these daily obstacles in our daily lives to encumber us and, 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 and uh, encumber our minds, amen, weight us down, amen, and hinder our spiritual growth. And only if we let them, amen, because we have the power through the Holy Spirit not to allow them nonetheless amen Christians are called to live their lives uh, that are ho- live lives that are holy and pleasing to God holy and pleasing to God not to yourself we're not called to live lives that are pleasing to ourselves we're called to be living sacrifices not dead sacrifices not when you die then then you become this glorified sacrifice for God's kingdom. No, we are to be living sacrifices and we are called to live lives that are pleasing to God, not to ourselves. Look what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. In the ESV, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Or the, uh, that's the King James Version, the new King James Version, your reasonable service. The ESV says your spiritual worship, your spiritual worship. Now we are to present ourselves as living sacrifices to God. Amen. Pleasing and acceptable by him. In other words, amen, you can't give the value of what you're doing. You have to present it to God and allow God to evaluate it, to let he says that that what you just did was pleasing to me, and it's acceptable by me. Not because you said it is, not because you put a price tag on it or a value tag on it. It has to be done by God. And so many of these things, amen, we will not know until it's too late. We've read this many times, too whether it's Matthew chapter seven, Matthew chapter 13, and we go through those areas of of the scripture and we look at it and we say that Jesus will look at us and say, "Depart depart from me for I never knew you, workers of inequity. So the things that we do that we put value and we put some type of acceptance on it may not be what God has accepted nor God values, amen? So we have to be presentable. We present our bodies amen, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable by God, amen. An exemplary Christian behavior that allows us to fully commit ourselves to serving the Lord, to serving the Lord, amen, is made possible as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, who enables us to do the Father's will your flesh will not give you the strength your flesh will not give you amen the energy amen the flesh of your mind amen will not give you the thought process to think it through it is only through the holy spirit that's going to empower you mentally emotionally physically and yes even spiritually to get you through amen to your full commitment amen of yourselves amen, to serving the Lord, amen, holy, and, and to enabling us to do the Father's will. Look what it says in Romans 8, 9, Romans 8, 9, you, however, are not in the flesh. It was once again, Paul the apostle says it, amen, as we read it earlier, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. That allows us, amen, to do the Father's will. And so when we look at that, indeed, the eyes of the Lord, amen, range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, Jesus is always watching. And when we say that, amen, it becomes this cliche. But I want you to know it's more than a cliche. It's, it's, it's an actuality. He's looking at you and I, at everything that we do. He's looking at you and I on everything that we're not doing. And everything that we're not doing. And so when we look at that, amen, we come to this place, amen, in our walk with God. And we're able to say, you know, Lord, am I pleasing you? Is what I'm doing and the way that I'm living my life acceptable to you? Look at what it says, amen, in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. You have done foolishly in this For, for, for from now on, you will have wars. We know that God was beginning to speak to his people, amen, because of their disobedience, amen, because he said, amen, my eyes go throughout the earth to give strong support to those whose hearts are blameless towards me. And he, sh- he gives this uh, a swift warning to the people of Israel, and he tells them, but because of the way you have behaved or by the way that you have lived, you shall now have wars. Amen. Christians are a chosen people belonging to God, so that we may declare His praises. First Peter chapter two nine. First Peter two nine says this: But you are a chosen race, a royal peace pre- priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of Him. Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. It is that point, amen, that we are that royal priesthood, that ambassador, amen, of those, amen, who are still left behind in the the kingdom of darkness, amen, that we are able to share, amen, how he took us from that darkness. And brought us into his marvelous light. And then we could share through that love and compassion for the lost. Amen. By the way that we behave as Christians. That we bring. Amen. Christ as a reality. And a touchable reason. Amen. That he is acceptable. Amen. And obtainable. Salvation is not for the elite. Christianity is not a private sector club. Amen. It is for one. And it is for all. Can you say amen? To declare his praises then is essential that we spend time in the word of God, not just so that we can learn how to behave in Christian fashion, but also so we can battle against the schemes of Satan. You can, you know, you got to understand this throughout the word of God. We see the repetitive schematics of how Satan works. If you understand God's word, you understand how Satan works. And if you understand how Satan works, You will not allow the obstacles of our daily lives that that can encumber your mind and hinder your spiritual progress, as we just got done referring to. Come on, somebody. Am I preaching to somebody? As the, the apostle Paul pointed out, without the biblical knowledge, we are not only subject to buying into every new teaching that comes along. Amen. Paul points out, without the biblical knowledge, we will just buy whatever is being sold to us we will eat amen everything that's being fed to us amen and then we have to understand this because we will not only be subject to buying every new teaching that comes along but we will all, we can also fall prey to the cunning and craftiness the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming teaching ways come on somebody scheming deceitful ways amen look at what it says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 ephesians 4 14 so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro back and forth by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness in deceitful schemes That's why we have to be careful of what we're chasing after. And I say this a lot, amen, to the church, amen. And I say this to you tonight, amen, especially to God's response team. We have to be careful of what we're repeating, what we're endorsing, what we are following through with, amen, on the support of those things that have nothing to do with God and God's kingdom. What does that mean? That has nothing to do with salvation, has nothing to do with deliverance, has nothing to do with healing and breaking through of this darkened society of a world that gets us ready for eternal existence and God's eternal kingdom. Come on, somebody. We have to be careful because as we're running over here to do this and we're running after that and we're standing there and even spending minutes of precious time and in, in words speech sentences paragraphs and in sharing in wisdom that does not bring the hearer to the hearer to salvation we have to be careful that we're not following every wind come on Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 amen that we're not being tossed to and fro back and forth like a like the wave just tossing us back we have no control we're just going back and forth. Oh, this way. The politics. Oh, this way. the. Oh, this way. These people and that. Listen, if it has nothing to do with salvation, that's why a lot of times, amen, you don't see me a sharing, amen, anything on uh, unless I'm writing it, amen, or unless it's out of the word of God or it's a thought that God shared with me. I'm not using somebody else's post. I'm not using something else that somebody said, and I'm sharing that. No, because, amen, if it does not bring salvation, can I get an amen? If it does not bring deliverance, because God came to set the captives free, can I get an amen? If it does not bring breakthrough, come on, somebody, that he set those that were enslaved to sin to set them free. Come on. If it has nothing to do with that, I I don't have time to repeat it. I don't have time to repeat it. And we no longer be like children tossed to and fro by the waves, and carried about every wind of doctrine. I want you to study that. We can do this, amen. Uh, After Easter, we'll go into a series of the winds of doctrine. And I'll I'll break that down, amen. Especially, man, if you want to break bread and barbecue, amen, we'll put the fire pit outside the church, amen. I don't care if you want me to bring it to your front lawn, amen. I'll bring it to your front lawn, and we'll break bread. Hey, come on, somebody. I'll go for a six-pack of root beer. Come on, somebody a six-pack of root beer, amen, a little propane fire pit, and we'll break down the winds of doctrine. Because that doctrine, amen, is anything that forces our foundation of belief or our system of belief. Today I get ready for anything to happen, not because of government, not because of of whatever group out there is in in, in some kind of uh, 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 secretly known, amen, theory? No, I do it because the Lord says to be ready. One of our uh, sister Penny came on Sunday and she said, I was just thinking about this and she said, I prayed, Lord, I don't want to be like the virgins, Amen. Five ready, five not. Come on somebody. And I don't care if I have to have oil, I don't care if I have to have gas, I don't care if I have to have propane, and I don't care if I have to have a battery that, that gets generated off the sun. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna have it all. Why? Because when it all goes down, I'm still going to stand as a church, as a pastor to go forth and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I say amen? And I'll say this in a side note. I was so, so blessed when I heard this out of my dear, my my wife, Pastor Claudia. Man, our dear sister Penny's her own. Voice her own mouth. She said, "I, I, I my my son and I are going to be ready." And, and they've been talking to Pastor about being ready, being ready. One of the things is not being a man, a target. And I was sharing that with them in wisdom on what to do to not be seen or heard. Come on, somebody! Because some of us are going to be stuck in town. Not everybody's going to be able to. Not all of us are going to be able to jump into a vehicle and get out of Dodge. Come on, somebody! I know I can. My little car, the the, the little gray car, it's set up. I got boxes, amen, they are ready, sitting in there. Right now, I I got clothes in there for a couple of days. That's all I need because I'll wash clothes every other day. Come on, somebody. And I got the RV, boom, we're ready to go. Generators, everything, we're ready to go. But I know that I am more than likely will not be able to do that because I will be here for anyone. And I heard this out of Sister Petty's voice. She said, I'm going to try to get to the church. And if I can't get to the church, I'm going to go over here. Man, that blessed my heart, because you know what? That's who we're going to be. We're going to be a place to gather God's people, amen, and to still continue to be a beacon of light, right? He took us out of darkness, amen, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, verse 9, amen, who called us, amen, out of darkness, amen, and into his marvelous light. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. However, knowledge alone is not enough. And we are called to do more, to know and to believe, amen? Christians are to be doers, not just hearers of the word of God. Look at what it says in James chapter 1, verse 22. I got to close here. I'm getting down to the ending of our time. I started right on time, amen? And uh, this is going to be a long sermon, so I, I apologize. It'll probably be about an hour and a half long. Uh, but but to be doers of the word in James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word, not Hearers only deceiving yourselves. Deceiving yourselves. See, others will deceive others, but not before they first deceive themselves. As the Apostle James informs us, amen, we are deceiving ourselves if we think we are spiritual by only hearing the Word of God. Many people will go to church, amen, and they'll just want to hear the Word of God. They want to be taught systematically, and I love teaching. Uh, expositionally, uh, uh, by exposition, oh, no teaching, amen, scripture by scripture, amen. And not so much topical, amen, but I love to throw a little bit of topical in there, but very few times, amen. But you have to understand this: some just want to hear the word. They don't want to hear nothing else. They don't want you to, to share examples. They don't want you to to reference yourself into the Word of God. Amen. You don't, they don't want you to make it human. Amen. Uh, or, or realistic. They just want to read. They just want you to read the Scripture and then bless it and then go home. And I want you to understand that James informs us that if we think we're spiritual by only hearing the Word, hearing is not the same as doing. Faith by itself it is not accomplished by any action is dead faith by itself if it is not accomplished uh, accompanied amen or accomplished or accompanied by an action it's dead come on look what it says in James 2:17 so also by faith by itself it does not have works is dead James 2:17 without faith or without works is dead. So also by faith by itself, if it does not have actions or works is dead. Look at what it says in two, uh, James 2, 26. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Come on somebody. Faith must be accomplished or, or, or demonstrated by actions. I believe God, then show the action of believing God. I trust Christ, then show and demonstrate the action of trusting Christ. Amen. When you say, I trust you, amen, like your wife or like your husband, then show by the demonstration of your actions that you trust your husband. You trust your wife. In other words, act in trust. Demonstrate it. Stop accusing one another. Amen. If you're trying to build trust in your children and you're giving them a second chance, then demonstrate that you trust them. Let them blow it again. Let them make another mistake. Amen. Before you try to prevent the mistake, because then you're not demonstrating that you forgive them and trust them. Can I get an amen? I don't know who that was for, but it was out there. Amen. Let's get on with this. I got to close here. The actions that glorify our Father in heaven are those that bear much fruit. We learned this in our series. Of love. John 15 8. The Bible says, John 15 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so you prove to be my disciples. But we learned in this series of love that we are not required or obligated, and it's not our responsibility to produce the fruit. It is not our responsibility, and it's not amen task to us to produce. Be- the fruit it is by our livelihood it is by our actions and how we're living our christian behavior that our actions have meaning that it has value that there's a purpose and there's a conviction of judgment that goes beyond that action amen that it's now a behavior it's not what we're doing it's what we're being come on somebody remember act uh, amen, an act, amen, act right, amen, is just focusing on that particular be, uh, uh, task that they're doing, the action that they're doing, but it's normally without any value or any uh, any uh, judgment, come on, any purpose. But behavior, is that what we do that has a purpose, that has an action, that has a judgment behind it? Come on. And so when we think about that and we walk through that, amen, we have to understand that we will bear much fruit this is in fact how we show we are his disciples indeed the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control genesis uh galatians chapter 5 galatians chapter 5 verse 22 through verse 23 amen should be a hallmark a landmark a a tattoo amen a birthmark a rebirth mark Like when you have this birthmark on your cheek or your chin or your neck or your arm. Amen. It should be the hallmark, the birthmark, the trademark of Christians. It should be the hallmark of Christian behavior, especially love. Remember, I'm going to read that again. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it should be your landmark, your trademark, your hallmark of Christian behavior, and especially love, as we just got out of this last month. Yet our tendency is to do sometimes uh, differently, amen, to lock down on unbelievers, come on, or to look down, amen, to, to, to pat down, to, to, to step down, amen, to knock down unbelievers or those whose lifestyles are not in sync with our Christian faith and lifestyle. And this is where the Christian life can be so challenging. Remember, this is only applicable, amen, applicable, amen, to those who are saved in Jesus Christ through faith and have declared Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So stop looking down on those around you that are non-believers. Love them. Let your actions in your Christian behavior be Christ jesus in reality let them see how real christ is when he's changed your life when he's delivered you and he's a man growing you and molding you maturing you and developing you come on somebody by your actions you make christ real to them Remember, we, we just read through all these things. We read it through John. We led it through 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He took you out of darkness and brought you into light. Let your action, your behavior, let your Christian behavior bring Christ as real. Not just something that you say. I was just, you know, just evaluating that today. Sometimes I have people just talk, talk. They're talking about all the great things that they've done. Well, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and I've done this, and I've got up to here, and I'm I'm at this level and I'm at this and all these things. But there they are still operating on those foundations of flesh. Just little things. Remember, it takes all of the fruit of, of the spirit to be in the spirit. It takes love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All those things in order to be in the fruit, not Fruits. Not plural, as we just got done saying last month in April in our love series. It's not fruits. It's not plural. It's fruit of the spirit. In other words, amen, when the spirit is indwelling in your life, this is the fruit that comes from your life. Can I get an amen? When you are living in the Holy Ghost, then you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But the like of that, and you read it on your own, Galatians 5, 23 to 20, 22 to verse 23, Galatians 5, to 23, read it. Because right before you get the fruit of the Spirit, you got the lust, plural, the lust of the flesh. And all you need is one of those things of the flesh to be in the flesh. See, it's contrary to that of the fruit of the Spirit. You need all those fruit, all those things of the Spirit in order to be in the Spirit. But to be in the flesh, it only takes one. And it could be envy. It could be greed. It could be rude. Amen? And all those other things that go on with that behavior. Come on, somebody. Am I speaking to somebody? Am I preaching today? Amen? It is not always so easy to be kind to those who ridicule our beliefs. Why? Because we're always looking down on those because of that are non-believers because they don't sync with us in our Christian faith. And this is where the Christian life can become challenging as I just got them saying. It is easy to show love to those who walk as we do. It is easy to love those who love us back. It is not always so easy, excuse me, to be kind to those who ridicule our beliefs or show contempt of our Savior Jesus Christ or even make a mockery of the institutions that Christians hold sacred. This is one of my thorns in my flesh, amen, because the institution, amen, the mockery of some of the institutions uh, that Christians hold sacred. I hold marriage sacred. I hold marriage sacred. It is not something that you toy with. It's not something that you flirt with. It's not something that you try to fake it, amen, or proclaim it, you know, like a wannabe. Amen. A claimer, you know what I'm saying? You know, people trying to act like they're in this club or part of that body or part of this, they're just they're wannabes. Come on, somebody. That's one of the sacred institutions of Christianity, and that is a marriage. Amen. It, it it always drives me, amen. When 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 oh and I just say this out of compassion, I'm just confessing this because my Christian behavior is I don't look down on them. And and you're gonna see this because I pray for them. Many times they say, Lord, they do not know what they do. So forgive them, God, because I hold that sacred. When men turn around and, and they say, well, this is my wife, and they're not even married. I know what it took to be married to a woman, a woman of God, and how to mature and, 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 and water and, and, and support and mold and love and, and to protect that relationship that God brought together. A lot of times, amen, it's no different, amen? They say, oh, this is my husband. And Jesus said to the woman at the well, and like I said, we're going to refer those two, but we're running out of time here. But I want you to understand this. See, so when we hold those institutions that Christians hold sacred, amen, it is hard. Amen, it is hard. It's not easy to be kind to those who mock those institutions. Come on, somebody. It's not, it's not, yet Christians are taught to love our neighbors, and pray for those who persecute us. That's why I say I pray, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Come on, somebody. Recall how Jesus dealt with, as I said earlier, with that woman caught in adultery, amen, at the watering wall. Well, amen. Her captors wanted her dead, and our Savior allowed compassion, even though he was the one who would have she would have to die for her later on on the cross of Calvary for her very own sinful behavior. Look at John 8, 11. John 8, 11 says, and he, she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go from now and sin no more. When they, they tried to get that uh, woman, a man uh, caught in adultery, and they tried to see if Jesus would uh, cast the first stone, Jesus wrote in the sand and said, Ye without sin cast the first stone. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Come on, somebody. Save sinners. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 says this. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. That's what Paul says in First Timothy. I am the leader of sinners. He said Jesus came into the world in full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the full-blown sinner myself. He saved me. Come on, somebody. Not to condemn them. In uh, John 3.17, the Bible says this, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And if Christ did not come to condemn the sinners, neither should you and I as Christians condemn those. I'm just sharing that. I shared that the, the one, one of the institutions that I hold sacred, and there's times that people mock it. And that's why I pray, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Christian behavior includes he- uh, heeding to Jesus' call, amen, to being sensitive and obedient and responsive, amen, because Jesus' has called for us to be his witness to the ends of the earth. Look what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, now I would remind you, brethren, of the gospel I preach to you, which you received and which you stand, verse uh, stand to and by uh, which you are to be saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Come on, somebody. Unless you believe in vain. First Corinthians, Amen. Fifteen, Amen. Verses one through verses four, Amen. And we look at that, amen. It says, amen. uh, Verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through verses 4. Amen. In verse 2, it says, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Verse 3, for I delivered you as of the first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture. Verse 4, that he was buried. That he was raised on the third day in accordance to Scripture. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through verses 4. Can you say amen? Verses 1 through verses 4. When we look at that, amen, we can see, amen, that this is in the place, amen, that God, amen, is looking to you and I, amen, For what we are to do in the daily parts of our life. Can I get an amen? Let me bring this back up. Just kind of knocked me out when I put through that scripture. And so when we come to this final conclusion and this final closing. I'm going to take you and leave you. With this. Amen. Thank you Jesus. He's so worthy. Of our praise. And worship. Come on. The validity of our witness. Is to. uh, uh, The validity of our witness. Is in how we live our lives. For Jesus Christ. In the second half of Ephesians. Chapter. uh, Ephesians in chapter. Chapter. Where is this at? In chapter, give me a second to get there. In the second part of Ephesians, or the second half of Ephesians, chapters 4 through verses 6, Paul discusses Christian behavior, which can be best summed up in these few words. Be imitators of God and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through verses 2. Be imitators of God and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave up himself up for us all. And I close with this, amen, tonight. Paul urges that the Romans to offer their bodies as living sacrifices, as we read in Romans chapter uh, 1. The Bible says in Romans chapter 2, it says this, amen, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by, by, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Can I say amen to that? The Ultimately, in the essence of true Christian behavior surrounding our hearts, And yielding our bodies to Christ so that he might continue God's work through you and I. That he may continue God's work through you and I. Amen. Through us. And we are open, amen, to be uh, uh, beacons of light in a darkened world that is filled with sin and chaos. Amen. using our spiritual gifts to advance his kingdom of salvation to the lost. It is living here on earth the way Jesus lived when he was here on this earth. It also means living to please one person. And that's not ourselves, but to please one person, and that being God. We do this when we, are, when we abide in his word, not by just hearing it, but also by being a doer of his word. As we read that, amen. Uh, In James, amen, in the book of James, chapter uh, 1, verses 22. Come on, somebody. And we know that that an action comes through that faith, amen, in James, chapter 2, verses 17 and verses 26. So in living here, amen, it also means that we're living to please that one person, God. And we do this when we abide in his word and then we live it out as we are enabled by his Holy Spirit. Just as our Lord and Savior did until he took his last breath and said, it is finished. And as he was dying on the cross, Christ looked out at his executioners and he asked his heavenly father while he was dying on the cross to forgive them. And that's why I just got done saying when I talked about the institutions that there are some that mock that. And it's a it's a it's a thorn in my flesh. Amen. But I pray God forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Look what it says in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. He says, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garment. And that was a fulfillment of a prophecy for another sermon and another lesson. Jesus was doing more than fulfilling that prophecy and making intercession, making intercession he was praying intercessorily wise. He was making intercession for their transgressions. In Isaiah 53:12, the Bible was prophesied. It says, "Amen." In Isaiah 53:12, it says, "Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, uh, 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 and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his own soul to death, and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many." and makes intercessions for the transgressors. I mean, that's Isaiah 53, man, prophetically already being spoken, what was taking place here in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. He was practicing what he preached. Oh, come on, somebody. In Isaiah 53, he was preaching it. And in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, when the Bible says, Jesus said, "Father, forgive them for they know not what they do." And they cast lots to divide his garments. And we also know, amen, that he was there making those intercessions for him, amen. He was praying for his transgressors, amen, and interceding on their behalf, amen. He, pr- he preached it in Isaiah 53 and he practiced it he practiced it in Luke chapter 23 verse 34. In Luke chapter 6 verse 27, Through verse 28, we close with this scripture. But I say to you, Luke chapter 6, verse 27 and verse 28. He says this, amen. But I say to you, you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Amen. Bless those, in verse 28, bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. Tonight, we end this discussion, this sermon, this church service, this podcast on that beautiful note. Christian behavior, amen, is deep. It is, this is not, amen, this is barely introducing us into the aspects that we can so easily go in for months and weeks in scripture and scripture, books and books of the word of God, amen. Romans, Corinthians, Luke, James, Ephesians, all these scriptures that we just read through, amen. And even going back to an Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah 53, 12 that we just read, these all teach us about the foundations of our Christian behavior, not our acts. Because sometimes those acts are just what we're doing at that moment. And they have sometimes and primarily, normally, normally all the times have no value and no purpose and no judgment behind it. But our behavior does. Because as act is doing, when we act right or we act in a way that is doing, it's an action. Behavior is a being. So don't just act it out. Behave and be about it. Come on, somebody. And so I close with that. Amen. And so I pray and I want to thank you. It's 9 5 and I've gone my distance. Amen. This is going to be a long podcast. I understand that, but there was a lot to deal with this. And I pray that it ministered to you. I pray this podcast. Amen. If you take notes during this podcast, number 31, amen, let me know. We'll sit down we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. Amen. And for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, amen, praise God for joining us today on our midweek service. Amen. I pray that this minister to you, I thank you, amen, for your faithfulness, and God bless to you all.